forever. Welcome back to Race, Race Chaser. Chaser, a podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, starting from the very beginning, yeah, the beginning and kind then of... jumping around as we please from continent to continent, from country to country, from sea to shining sea. My name is Alaska. What is yours? I'm Willem, and a sea means there's seamen around. Uh, that is true. Some of them have been, uh, haven't seen a woman in over six months. They still won't. <laughs> 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 we have the much bad soundboard edition for your uh, oral pleasure. And by oral, I mean A-U-R-A-L. That means ears. I've, uh, I've been on tour with Sharon and she keeps trying to make uh, this joke work. And it doesn't really work with the accent over here. She'll try though. She was, It goes something like, Oh, since they since they started this new uh, this new season of Drag Race, I'm really jealous of the girls, and I've been much bitter. <laughs> <laughs> much bitter. Wow. I think it works better in print needles. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the tour's been going good. It's been going really good. It seems as though we've been away for. Um, over six months, but it's only been a couple of weeks. But that's how tour brain goes. But the shows have been great. The crowds have been great. The looks have been cool. Great group of divas. How many more shows do you have? Three. Three. And we're being joined by the magnanimous and uh, incomparable Corbelina Act. Ms. Corbelintra? Yeah, she's joining us tomorrow in Manchester. She's doing the gigs. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yes. well, I wonder if she'll be me again for Halloween. Oof. Uh, you know, I can't look at this image any longer. Cursed. <laughs> it's too you offensive. Just put it up on Instagram. You put it on the Instagram? Yeah. Oh. It is so humiliating to look at that picture of us on our turnabout night as the AAA girls where I dressed up like Courtney and I looked like fucking Carrie Strug. Oh my gosh. Hey, speaking of uh, confusing queens, I on last week's podcast said that uh, that vinegar looked like a more polished version of Meatball. And I meant that the other way around because Meatball then went on her podcast and got all inflammatory and defamatory saying that I was in a K-hole at Mickey's once, which I never was. And then she said, I was sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just need to clarify all of that before we get into this episode this week. Meatball's so you trash. Were trying to say that meatball is a more polished version of vinegar strokes. Yes. Okay. But not as talented. Well, now vinegar strokes is going to go on her podcast and she's going to set fire to that race. Well, Adele is thin now. I don't know what's, what's going to happen. 
I do not know either. Yeah. Not everybody's talking about Jamie. He's going to prom in a dress. I told him he's not allowed. <laughs> Is that your Michelle Visage? <laughs> Does she do an accent when she does the play or the, the musical? Yeah, it was some kind of northern accent, but um the 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 reviews were um given. <laughs> they were given. The reviews happened. I was there, and that's all I will say about them. That's I want to get into this episode because this is a really exciting episode, which we always look forward to. And that, of course, is the Snatch, Snatch Game. Game. Who's the winner? <laughs> <laughs> the lipstick message from last week says, Long live the OG RuPaul's Drag Race UK slags. You all are amazing. Hodgepodge forever. XOXO. And uh, see you later, Vinegar Strokes. And um, bye. I mean, she's holding on to the hodgepodge, which I mean, I understand you have to take these things that are given to you and you have to make them your own. And I think that she's uh, she's definitely going to be the hodgepodge queen and representing for all the hodgepodge queens out there. I just hope the wigs get better. Well, I hope they get much better. <laughs> much better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the girls are coming back into the workroom and Davina has already stripped off that plastic outfit. You know, you know how wearing plastic is as soon as you can get it off your body, you want it off your body. Uh, yes, I've heard of this phenomenon. Yeah. Like that greenhouse effect of like, Ooh, God, your pads must be soaked sometimes. Every night, every night of my adult life. <laughs> That's why I use poise pads for drags. <laughs> Truly. Uh, have you seen that meme of uh, something Wong and Bradley Cooper where it says, tell me something, girl? <laughs> it's, ah! it's really funny. We'll put it on at Race Chaser Pod. Y'all can see it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. What privilege. <laughs> Sorry, someone. And, and the Vivian says, hey, something. Are you going to take my advice? Like straight Moving out. Forward. Because if you don't, it will be at your peril. <laughs> there is a lot of like terrifying Lord of the Rings music. The drama is heightened. Uh, Baga throws her entire outfit in the trash. Well, that's where, um, from whence it came. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, ashes to ashes. Now, do you think, um, I mean, the Vivian and uh, Davina basically share an opinion on something's, you know, performance thus far, but like Vivian's just saying it straight out. Davina's playing the game more strategically, she thinks. Uh, you've done this game a couple many times. What do you think is better, playing the game or being direct? Well, uh, I I think in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race, honestly, I think being direct is better because I think that it can come across as though it's duplicitous or shady or talking behind someone's back. So, like, if I said something... So, do you have the purple wig? Which one? Never mind. <laughs> Ariel's wig. <laughs> If I, a couple of the wigs found their way into my bag, <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I think it's better to just be like, you know what? If I have something I need to tell you, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. First of all, it makes better TV. 
Mm-hmm. And second of all, no one can come to you after the fact and say, why were you sitting in the interview chair talking shit about me? Has that happened? I've heard it happen in the kingdom. Oh, wow. I don't, I never said anything that I wouldn't say to someone in a, in a dressing room. Or, or in the PayPal notes. Exactly. You put it in the notes. Yeah. For tax purposes, you put it in the notes. <laughs> of course. Due diligence. Um, the next day in the workroom, Blue says she's going to win, which, um, you know, good for her. What dreams may come. What's wrong with being confident? Oh, uh, I think she could because I, I loved her runway, but... um. I wasn't sure if, if this is going to be her episode or not. She's kind of like a wallflower. She's literally named after a flower. Well, she keeps getting told that she's a wallflower. <laughs> well, don't put, don't put a flower in your name then, girl. I think that, yeah, I think that she's in a room with some really heavy hitters. And so it is sometimes hard to get the engine started when you're, you know, when you're trying to stand out among some huge personalities, some huge talents. So I think that's going to be her continuing journey. I mean, speaking of huge personalities, Cheryl, I I know her as like the UK's answer to Alyssa Edwards. Um, And she's, (laughs) she can, and that's a compliment. She fills the stage. She's entertaining. She's great in clubs. She's great on the mic, but she's been in the bottom three, this whole show basically. And, these other girls are amping up now and I'm waiting for Cheryl to start bringing it. So I'm hoping that snatch game is like where she does. But since I watched the episode and I'm only talking like I didn't see it now, I did see it and I know how it goes. That's very professional of you. I'm glad that you saw it. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Unprofessional three stars. I, of course, am referring to our bonus video, which is on Patreon, where we sit and listen to uh, or we we uh, read a bunch of the comments in the comment section and then we um, let them have it. (laughs) Some of y'all Twitter fingers, trigger fingers, killing us on it. They got the dolls together with the reviews. Yeah, Cheryl's feeling plucked because she's like, well, I showed you what I did in the mini challenge. And Baga is just reading. She's like, well, that doesn't get you one of these pins, love. <laughs> I mean, she's right. I mean, you won a mini challenge, girl. That's cute. But so did Madame LaQueer. Like, uh, and she won a main, too. Like, we've we've all done it. That doesn't prove that you've that you're anywhere. A mini challenge. Ugh, take your mini challenge in the yard. Put it in the boot. I'm proud of every one of my mini challenge wins. <laughs> All 18 of them. Uh, the video message this week says from Rue, a dear old drag queen once told me, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Where is she now, you wonder? Haha, <laughs> ask my lawyer. Ooh, shady. Is she referring to you, Willem? Fuck off, clown. <laughs> Talk to my lawyer about that one. You are a fucking trip, you know that? Oh, you are some fucking trip. So, uh, Rue walks into the workroom and takes yes, us right to the maxi. She brings it, brings it to the runway, and it's a snatch game. She said, gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman blank. Blank. Which Very actually funny. made me laugh out loud because it was just something unexpected. I was like, oh. Very funny. Yeah. And I love RuPaul's suit this week. It looks like good and plenties. 
Yeah, it's giving total good and plenty, uh, Henty. Yeah, and he dropped their name too in the walk around. He and flashed the uh, label. Klein Epstein Parker. Mm-hmm. On Robertson. What's the crack, honey? What's the crack? The crack. The, uh, that's what they say on Alan Carr's show, right? Or is that just a general? Well, I'm not sure, but they say it a few times this episode, and I I keep hearing it. All right, ladies, what's the crack? What's the crack, ladies? Is it like what's the T? What's four one one? Yeah. Yeah, I think it just means, like, what's going on what's in crackling? this fucking world right now. What's going on? Hmm. Well, uh, two of the girls uh, fall into the situation of wanting to do the same Snatch Game character. Baga and Davina both want to do Maggie Thatcher, which I don't know much about. All I know is that gay people tend to have hated her from back in the day because she, she much like Reagan, was, like, shitty with, like, HIV stuff and AIDS back in the day. Yeah, she is like really conservative. Yeah. I mean that hair. <laughs> the Divina, hair itself. Davina's wig looked like a a nutria or a rod a large breed rodent of some sort. So oh. I'm I'm cl- I'm glad that at least Baga did did Margaret Thatcher instead because her wig was a sight better. And the context well, was funny that she was a zombie and she was dead and the devil or whatever. Very wacko. And this is a really, I mean, this is kind of your worst nightmare going into a season of Snatch Game. It's like you've put all your thought into doing this character that you really want to do. And then you show up and there's the queen who, this happened to Sharon Needle. Sharon, she she wanted to do Cher. And Chad Michaels walks in the room. Dreams dash. She had to throw that in the trash and then get out of the trash her Michelle Visage costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, she kept all of her clothes in the trash. Did you have a backup? <laughs> My backup was well, I went in saying Smurfette, knowing that they would say you weren't allowed, and I was going to have Jessica Simpson because I already had the cut the cutout. But my uh, my audition tape had me as Smurfette. What about you? You did Mae West. Know, Who else did you do? I believe for um, my backup for All Stars, it was actually going to be Rue McClanahan, and I was going to do it as sort of a Blanche Devereaux type. Oh, wow. Well, there's always All Stars, whatever one you go on next and win. Right. Winner's Row. Uh huh. <laughs> Wonderful. Winner's Row versus First Off. We're going to take a break. Bye. <laughs> Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. 
Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. So you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 50 at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. The lady is a note. I still don't understand that. It was said 18 times. I I looked it up. Who is it and what is it about? It's a Margaret Thatcher saying. It's one of her most famous catchphrases and it's the lady is not for turning. I thought it was, the lady is not returning. I couldn't tell what the fuck they were saying. So she doesn't like girls turning in the parking lot after the show. <laughs> Honey, I know you're trying to turn it right now, but the lady is definitely not for turning, okay? <laughs> I saw Sasha's show last night, and she came out to Axis after for the after party, and her turning look was a full pink satin tuxedo. I was like, that's what you're going to tip around in? Like, gorgeous, tailored. She has beautiful things, and she is a beautiful thing. Yeah, 100%. Her show was amazing. It was smoke and mirrors, and I loved it. Um, uh, I know that you um, love smoking and snorting things off of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> you put the mirror between your legs while you're doggy style. You get a whole new world of a show. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, my God, yeah, thing. but do not. It's like if you take the Kmart mirror, like those long, thin door ones, and then put it between your legs and your arms, and you have to make sure that you don't like put your knee on the mirror, like move it and forget It'll that it's crack. there. You'll break it and get glass in your knee. What's the crack? That's What's the crack. What's the crack? That's the crack for sure. Um, this uh, Julia Child's decision that Davina's making instead of doing uh, Margaret Thatcher is, you know, I think it's a little misguided, but. Uh, I think Davina knew that Bago would have beaten her. Now, how do you think that this played out? Do you think they were told, girls, you have to decide on your own? Or do you think that they just knew that having two of the same would be bad? I think that it's a situation that anyway, it turns out it's going to be dramatic. Uh, I... 
I mean, they're both amazing queens, so they could really do any character. But I think Baga, it becomes like a game of chicken. And I think Baga was like, no, I don't have any other outfits. Sorry, I just don't. And then she's like, well, I do, but they aren't nice like yours. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, by the way, can I have that jacket and that blouse? Thank you so much. Uh, That was really nice to Davina. It was actually we uh, we watched it at a viewing party. Uh, Are there bats in there? Someone's banging on something. Bats in the fucking belfry. (laughs) Um, We watched it at a a viewing party in a bar. And when Davina said, you know what? I'm not going to do Margaret Thatcher, but if Baga's going to do it, I'm going to give her my jacket and my blouse because hers looks like a piece of shit. The whole place erupted in cheers and applause. So I think it was a very magnanimous... It might be misguided, like you said, because if it was me, I would have been like, well, it's going to be Night of a Thousand Margaret Thatcher's Babe. Let's go. And it could have been really fun to watch. It would have been great. Do you think there's a rule about not having two of the same? I think they told the girls there will only be one. You have to hash it out. I feel like that. This is basically the uh, UK version of. Well, what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're going to do. So if someone could edit Gia Gunn speaking over this scene from the UK, that would be amazing. I'd really appreciate it. (laughs) Just slowly with lots of ponytail flips. Yeah, totally. Um, The the Blue doing Mary Berry. Do you watch Great British Baking Show? Yes, and I didn't know who Mary Berry was when they were talking about her, but then I was like, oh, it's the woman. The lady from the the first seasons. Yeah. Yeah, Skeletor's wife. Iconic, recognizable, just a sweet, lovely older woman. So nice. Um, But you've sort of been blending into the background. (laughs) (laughs) She, Rue, Rue, I mean, it's based, the walk around is basically. Um, so just to let you know, you're going to be in the bottom, um, but keep trying to answer these questions, but every time they're going to get harder. If you keep talking, you should just give up now. That's basically what happens when she hits up, uh, uh, old crystal crystal ass. She's, she tells her "Mm, really, because I don't know. Old crystal ass. Yeah. Um, I just. I'm so confused because I know it's Drag Race UK, but like Crystal's accent isn't strong enough for me. And then I'm like, what show am I even watching? Whatever. Girl, we will get to that. Oh, yeah. We will get to that because <laughs> I have I have things to say. <laughs> oh, um, now this wonk wonk thing that uh, they're talking about versus the tit shrug. Is the tit shrug like some old like like old slag scally slut thing to do with your tit on the street if you're a woman in england i think it's like a campy like gay thing like a that Hong they Kong? have a name for yeah that sort of like drag queen thing of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally when 
when you run out of stuff to do, so you just go wah, wah on your tits. Oh my gosh, I was at a gig this week and this girl was waiting on this one girl to come from downstairs at Axis. She had to go upstairs. She had to do multiple rounds of, let's give it up for the DJ. <laughs> like, oh no. Stalling so much. I felt bad for Anissa. Hi, Anissa Love. <laughs> Not the stalling tactics. She Any said, birthdays? She, she had, it was her fourth show of the night. She did a one o'clock she did the four o'clock at union and then she walked over the street and she was at, at access there were 37 numbers in the goddamn show that i was in 37 she works really hard and she's really amazing yeah god bless virginia west too um, deep friends of the pod the deepest the um deepest of friends the vivian is making rue cackle with her with all of her many number of impressions of people i don't even know who kim woodburn is but she's like killing it with that blonde uh, wig where she's like, I could do Kim Woodburn, and she puts on the big teeth and stuff. So funny, and I don't even know who these people are. Is she the cleaning woman who does the cleaning stuff? I think she is. I think if you looked her up, you would recognize her from, like, memes and shit. Oh, okay. I'll look her up. Kim Woodburn. The lady is not for turning tricks. <laughs> The lady is not, not for <laughs> Oh, wow. She's a surprised little lady. Kim Woodburn. Her eye job does not look even. She's always in a ponytail. She's like the Ariana Grande of the UK. How the fuck is her name Patricia Mary Woodburn and her name is Kim Woodburn? Well, sometimes when you go into showbiz, you pop a different name on there. Wow. Truth. These are all great characters. I mean, it's very obvious that the Vivian knows her way around an impersonation and can instantly make it funny and recognizable. And the makeup was great, too. Her, really? Her, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was an achievement all around. Um, I think something Wong doing Sir David Attenborough instead of a female-based character was a little bit of a mistake. Because it was a risk. All in all, it's like it's a drag show. It behooves you to be in drag because that's like the wheelhouse of your capabilities on this show. I think that's me. It's called RuPaul's Drag Race, not RuPaul's impersonation game. Well, but in recent years, I mean, there have been some very successful male characters. Kennedy as Little Richard, but Little Richard's barely a male character. Yeah. I think it was, I think it could have gone well, but it's a hard character because I think he's very, uh, David Attenborough, the actual person, I think is very subdued. I have and no like, idea who he is. Who is he? He's a narrator on nature shows. The fuck? So he's known for his voice, I believe. Uh, well, that was her mistake was I, I think the voice was great and funny, but I didn't know who it was. She should have just gone off the wall like Blue Hydrangea did with the Mary stuff Mary Cherry would never say, but keep it in the voice. And then it's just like stupid and fun. She she took the assignment way too seriously. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was her problem for sure. My problem is I don't know who any of these people are. Stacey Dooley and Lorraine Kelly. Well, honey, are they like um, the Joan London and like the <laughs> Joan London? That's a poll. Uh, and Hoda. Uh, is that her name, Hoda? Stacy Dooley, I believe, is an imp impersonatrix. Like she does 
voices or characters and stuff. Oh. Someone said that to me. I don't, I don't. Well, how wonderful for her. How wonderful. Have you seen this new Mylar fantasy on the set of the Snatch Game? Looks like your studio, honey. Girl, if I had a nickel, I'd have a nickel. It looks like the cover boy launch party in there. (laughs) It kind of does. I'm all for it. Anything shiny is is a welcome addition to the party. Um, Always. I think that... The top row definitely has it over the bottom row for this snatch game so far. I mean, the whole top row. Well, never mind. I'm wrong. Bago should have been in the top row then. Sorry, I'm just trying to do the math because don't isn't the top row usually the strong row? I well, they probably thought Davina was going to be like killing it, and that didn't happen. It didn't right. not happen, but like it just wasn't. It's hard to be the first one to go. Yeah, but then you have access to all those jokes too. Like it's true, yes. Uh, Davina, I mean they they cover this in the critiques, and I I kind of agree. I think that I think she was still kind of pissed off that she didn't stick with Margaret Thatcher, and I think she was still pissed off that Baga was really killing it. You you they show her pulling some faces a couple of times. Modisha Jenkins. Deep. And I can understand because she was trying to be the bigger person and trying to be magnanimous. And and I think that uh, I think that she just wasn't she wasn't fully in Julia Child. And it didn't go over as well as I know that she wanted it to. Um, would you let her borrow a top? I would and I would borrow one from her for her one- sure. How wonderful. Um, Cheryl Hole is doing a great job doing the character of Cheryl Hole. Um, uh, 100%. And she would, she would agree with, she would agree with that, I think. Oh, for sure. I don't, Gemma Collins, I'm not really sure who she is other than this blousy reality TV personality, but uh, Cheryl at the lowest common denominator of the show is entertaining. So, you know, it's a win for her. For sure. She's not the lowest common denominator of the show. What is that supposed to mean? I was just... No, I'm saying like lowest common denominator, like her job description is to entertain as a drag queen. And for this show, she did. I don't necessarily come out with a greater understanding of who Gemma Collins is or the inner workings of her, but like I was entertained by her faux answers as her. She did a good job. It was it was a serviceable. Did she do much better? What <laughs> she did? Uh, I did the soundboard. You can't hear it. She did. She did a great job. Uh, it was serviceable. It wasn't a stretch for Cheryl at all. But it was funny. It was she was in the character. She obviously knew a lot about the character. She did a good job. Yeah, and the winner is. Glenn Close, finally. I have to tell you, I saw that Glenn Close movie, The Wife, and I, yeah. saw, I saw it on a plane, and I said, so help me God if this lady, for this performance, beats Lady Gaga, because I thought that movie was so dumb. Just so dumb. This lady let herself get taken advantage of for all those years writing her husband's books, and then she gets mad when he's dead? Goodbye. Well... Gabe saw it coming. He was like, oh, I know how this is going to end. He's really good at guessing the ends of movies. And he knew how it was going to end. Like, Easy. From, 
from the from the offset. It was a quiet performance from Glenn Close. I was not feeling it. Um, the next day, the girls are talking about their performances, and um, wait, are we already on to the next day? Yeah, that's why we went, talked about Glenn Close winning, and that was the last thing in the snatch game. Okay, well, first I have to say that cr- that Crystal, uh, yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> the estate of Rue McClanahan has been notified of your offensive performance in this character. <laughs> um, I I am such a Golden Girls psychopath, and. There, it was a, it was um, hard to watch because there were so many missed opportunities. Just softballs thrown at her that she could have knocked out of the park. And Rue McClanahan is like Blanche Devereaux is the easiest character to respond to questions in, and it's so easy to turn everything into like a double entendre. You could say anything. You could say anything in the Blanche Devereaux voice and turn it into a sexual double entendre. Wallpaper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, paper all over my walls. <laughs> yeah. Anything. I I thought the voice was definitely a miss, and the accent was a miss. But um, yeah, the uh, the estate has been notified, and we will be contacting. They will be contacting Crystal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so yeah. sorry you had to watch that, Alaska. We're going to take a break and call the Trevor Project. Bye. Seek counsel. The lady is not for twisting. (laughs) The lady is not for tenting garments. Put on a look. Uh, <laughs> I love that Blue thinks she has to apologize to Mary Berry like Mary Berry's gonna watch RuPaul's Drag Race. She probably is. This oh. is the BBC. This is the BBC. <laughs> um, uh, Davina is much bitter <laughs> about, <laughs> about uh, not going with her Margaret Thatcher. Girl, I think she was probably bitter from the second the first word of the sentence escaped her mouth that she told Baga that she could do Margaret Thatcher. Because it's not the kind of decision you want to have to say yes to. And the fact that she just, like, did it, it's so selfless, but also stupid in this kind of competition. Well, she did it in the classiest way possible. And she said, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well have my outfit, which is fierce. Go Truth, because what Cheryl was going to wear was a fucking party slip dress. It looked like. Baga. She yeah. was going to wear like a strappy a River Island strap. dress. A spaghetti strap <laughs> River Island uh, sh- chamoose of some sort. Charmoose. <laughs> no, it was a moose. You've seen her face. <laughs> it was a moose named Char, honey. Sorry, for me, it was a moose. <laughs> uh, it was a moose. A deep moose. Yeah. Um, they get into talking about uh, gay marriage, and uh, they reveal that Davina's been married for seven years, and Crystal's mm-hmm. engaged, and Cheryl mm-hmm. is engaged, and Blue informs everybody that gay marriage is still illegal in Northern Ireland. Isn't that crazy? Well, well, I heard that since uh, this aired, it, they got it. 
Did they? It's legal there now. Are they allowed to have abortions yet? That is the next step, and that is still uh, still an issue. Oh, maybe for springtime. Abortions in springtime sound nice. Love that. Yeah. We're with you, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, this is... Well... Uh, are we doing main married? stage? Or do you not talk about that? Do we not talk about what? Your marriage. I do, yeah. I'm I'm married, but I'm separated right now. They made us talk about our like marriage status on my season of the show. And uh, they tried to get me and Latrice into something about her saying she didn't believe in gay marriage. She'd been called something else. And they are like, okay, keep going. And I'm like, we're like, no, we're allowed to not agree about the same things. And then we just kept doing our makeup. I remember that. And yeah. then you said, quick, quick shaking the table. I'm doing liquid. <laughs> that was a different episode. That was episode eight. This was episode six. But we'll cover that on Race Chaser Classique in 2023 when we get to my season. Yeah, slated. Slated yeah. for 2023. After Race Chaser Pakistan. Right. I mean, I'm here for that. Yeah, well, I'm here for this main stage. Uh, oh, I can't wait to talk about Rue's outfit because it's one of my favorite ever. This is one of your favorites of hers? Bitch, a nude sequin with a pattern underneath that little like herringbone in tan and white. This is such a cool silhouette. So fucking cool. You have the shorty flirty. You have the long leg. You have the little train. Now, the yeah. wi- this is, I think, one of my favorite looks of both Michelle and Rue. But Rue's wig, it seems like the curls are all bumped out. And I wish it could have been brushed in the front along the hairline a little bit. And the hairline looks a little brown, dare I say. But fuck, in the wide, it's it, a total. It is. it is a total. I like the PC fr- frontal pieces in the hair. I'm okay with it. You like and a, she's never been shy about wearing a super artificial round hairline. She's she's chill with that. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying what I would have done differently if I were disputing it, but I'm not. I'm totally saluting it. Yeah. Um uh, she can wear a hard front and if it looks good it looks good. I would love that. Let's do I think that she should do season 12 hard fronts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, it's a great outfit. She looks great. And that deep smoky eye, I'm uh, completely always here for that. Winged. Yeah, for death. A glam attack. Uh, we, of course, the, the glam attack is going strong, darling. House labs. House uh, lab. Your house, our rules. Or our house, your rules. Depending on the house. Right. Uh, Alan Carr is there. And, of course, Jerry just... Jerry. Yo, is she that famous that she only needs one name now? Or like maybe when... she isn't with the person who gave her the name Hallowell. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, her name's like Jerry Horner now or something. Legally. Mm-hmm. Oh. That that makes a lot of sense. We'll always know her and love her as Ginger Spice, of course. For sure. Did you She's see the... looking gorgeous. There's a new Wigs by Vanity Halloween special, too, that has a Ginger Spice wig that's very good. I'm sure Courtney Act is pleased. Pleased as punch. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also saw that huge Vanity fucking... The, the $400 one? The bang? ...ponytail thing with the bang that clips on. Bitch, I want it so bad. Well, are you getting it? I don't know. Like, 
at the house is costing a lot of money right now, even though I got those amazing Helix, Helix mattresses for free. Um, ding! Ding! <laughs> um, and it's like stuff keeps popping up and I really shouldn't buy a $400 wig right now, especially when I don't have like something planned for it. But I need it. Oh, I love it. It's so pretty. Ugh. Yeah, it's stunning. But there's also some really stunning runways on this runway, which is weird science. Genetically, Genetically modified, modified drag queens. Drag queens. Yeah. Um, Blue's outfit gave me like uh, baby Raja like tease, like cool. Like you, you didn't know where it was coming from. Artfully done. And like the outfit being conceptual with like red veins. So cool. I love it. It's really cool. And uh, it's very unexpected to do this sort of caftan with that eyeball, but it really lets the eyeball be the focus. Totally. It's a salute. 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 Um, Baga. Very inventive with that fucking blinking eye thing. Come on. Blue Hydrange is killing it on the runways, y'all. She is. And she killed it in the challenge this week, too. She did. She's creeping up. Um, Baga's little sexy superhero thing is, um, not genetic modification in my mind, unless we're talking about her lips. Um, (laughs) it's not my favorite. Honey, I know, I understand the instinct not to want to put on a lash on a face like this. But you got it. But just do it. You'll be happy. When you watch her 10 years from now, you'll be happier if you wear a lash. That's my advice to to young queens going on the show. Always put a lash on. I uh, I like Baga's look, and it goes with the rule that if you paint a stripe across your face <laughs> on Drag Race, you will win the challenge that day. Didn't Detox do that? Didn't she win that day? I thought you won. Oh. <laughs> Well, I drew a stripe on my face, and I won a challenge. Davina drew a stripe on her face, and she won the challenge. And now Baga uh, also did a stripe on her face, and she won. You do the math. Baga needed to figure out, though, what part of her nose needed to be painted and what didn't, though. Because, like, depending on the angle she held her head, it was like the nose was all black. Yeah. Because she'd been truffle hunting. Yeah. But her, it was out of her comfort zone. Her presentation, though, is so amazing. And she's just so vibrant. And she's all she always looks like someone you want to invite to every party. She's fucking she, great. Yes. I felt that way as well, watching her just walk. Like, her walk is very energetic. You even get her personality. Like, her face is basically totally covered. And you still are getting her personality just from her walk. She's so, like high yawing and like just being crazy and fun. I she think... has that Rhea Latre exuberance to exactly. her for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cheryl has this orange and yellow lace cla- cat suit with tubes coming out of her belly. And she, the hair is giving me kind of like young Matthew. Like what he would do with like the palms and the braiding hair and the levels. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm not mad a at little it. Bit of little bit of Lady Gaga born this way. For uh, sure. In the head. With ponytail placement, hair. yeah. Right. How did Gaga uh, keep on all that pink hair that one time in the skeleton look? That looked like a lot of hair. 
they do some systems on her that I still can't figure out how she does Shout that. Shout out to Freddie. Hi. Cheryl's look isn't exactly reinventing the wheel, but she's fun. She's pretty. Uh, it fits well. And uh, there's fucking tubes. Yeah. Um, and... I'm not mad. I would I would wear it if I if someone said for a production number this is what we're wearing. I'm like I'd wear that. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't argue about it. Now I don't know about if I'd wear something's outfit as she would wear it. This red pleather leotard, which is kind of like an "Oops, I did it again" Ariana moment with like some plastic surgery aspects to the face. Yes. I just feel like the boot needs to be red too if you're going to do this. It's a white boot. I'm. The fit is obviously an issue in the in the bodysuit, but this is actually something that I would wear. You have looking worn at it, it. I, right? I like simplicity in design and in concept. Me too, the, but the fit is everything. The fit is kind of everything, especially with a with a bodysuit like that. So, if the fit was bad, it was better. I think it would have been more successful. The shape is correct, though. Her legs look great. Her hips are proportionate. And, totally. Um, I'm, I'm really not mad at it. And, the, and I like her, fa- her face makeup. Me too. It's, I think it's beautiful. Cool. The problem when girls try to do ponytails with one wig is, though, the ponytail is a little, you know... As thin as Courtney's upper register. (laughs) That. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) We're only joking. That is a read from one of our friends. And it is okay for us to say it, but no one else. Don't ask Courtney to put it on an 8x10. Don't when she's signing. (laughs) We're still waiting for the royalties from sleeping on pretty. Uh, Those pillowcases. Now available. Uh, Davina, girl, talk about saving it with your runway. This was a really cool, uh, fully thought out, fully executed exquisite uh, runway presentation. I like that her hands were done too because sometimes girls get in a rush and they don't have time to do their hands. But Davina's hands were done. Her eyebrows were a cool, really thin shape too. You really had to look at her to find them. Um, But I'm I'm not mad. It's kind of like... I always have to say it's if it's this girl meets this girl. But like it's not giving me any girl in particular. But um, it's so creative. And the bubbles on the body is sort of like when your hip pads start to shift halfway through a, through the night. Oh, I thought that was clumpy pump. It, right. It's giving all of that. This really embodies what they uh, what I think they were looking for with genetically modified drag queens. Definite yeah. deep salute. Deep salute. Salute, salute. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Crystal is doing stuff that i've seen like other girls do on stages with the the grinder in america yeah and be told you're not allowed at this bar anymore (laughs) uh yeah she's auditioning for dragula season four with this oh that's where i saw it dragula it's a full Dragula moment on Drag Race, which I'm I'm all for. Uh, we're on tour right now with Bitch Puddin, who is the winner of season two of Dragula. 
And I love the Dragula girls. They do some freaking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. I like Dolly. Um, but Crystal's look here, she's giving me like um Lost Boys hooker. Total Kiefer Sutherland. I love it. I'd fuck them down boots after I cleared off that chest contour. And the outfit is <laughs> is well made and like it's it's great. I'm a Rue backing away like she's like gonna get caught with something. You've worn one <laughs> of those uh I did wear a mouth stretcher like that with a rainbow on it. But then um, everyone just said you're copying Aquaria. And that was one time when I wasn't actually copying her. I just did it on my own. Since then, I've been copying Aquaria, though. She has, <laughs> she has wonderful looks. And I've learned how to do my makeup better by going in on the Zoom feature. I'm like, oh, okay. These new chickens. Oh, they, yeah. Quite talented steal, new chickens. Steal often and steal well. <laughs> Flagrantly. And, and yeah. uh, florently. And finally, we have the Vivian this, in a nose prosthetic. The Swamp Thing uh, glam is is great. I love everything except the brown onesie. And the shoe was uh, was an issue for me. The shoe. It, <laughs> you look at someone like Davina, who everything is integrated and sort of connected, and the Vivian just it was just sort of like I'm going to wear a shoe with this. Yeah, see, Vivian had a shoe choice problem a few episodes back, too, in that red suit that was amazing, and then the shoe was like a black patent. Like, her, her right, yeah. shoes for her seem to be, um, I bet she's got really huge feet, and she's working with what she can, and just recovering them, and I don't know. Right. I just, I just didn't think brown was the base color for this. I think nude, because she kind of looks like a floral Grinch. <laughs> yeah and then the whole bit. back is just covered like she rolled in ivy but none of it's on the front i, I like the grinch in march or like april and uh, yeah a spring bride grinch totally at 100 dancing around the maypole which um cheryl won she'll remind you <laughs> she will remind you honey and don't you forget about it <laughs> we're gonna take a break okay bye The safe girls for this week were Cheryl and Blue, and they get to go and sit back and have some drinks. Uh, so Blue was wrong about his assessment that he would win this week because he did not. Right. Just, just Cheryl was like, it. oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm sure she must be very, very relieved. Yeah. Meanwhile, I Davina's think, kicking yeah. herself in every cutaway, just going, ugh, figuring out that I she's know. in the bottom. Poor girl. I know, poor thing. Uh, what is this note that Baga is being told by Michelle? Tells her to up her look on the runway is not great. Up her look, like see where she's looking. No, like up it. Oh, up like that. Got it. Michelle's like, you're great, but you gotta rise to the level of these other people. I mean, I think I think Baga's drag is is kind of what a drag queen could do if she's limited to her own two hands right now. And the problem is I'm pretty sure she didn't make all that either. So someone, she paid someone else to make some of it. Right. And it's not as cutting edge as some of the other girls for sure. Michelle's right. Michelle is out outfitting the girls though. Nowadays though. Oh, I know. She looks amazing. Yeah. And the hair is super on this one too. 
Um, something is told her David Attenborough character was good, but not very funny, which anybody with ears or eyes saw. Damn. Yeah. And well, Michelle Jerry is-, is in love with it, though. She's like, come on. This is like groundbreaking, show stopping, never the same, br- brilliant, genius. Able to sample, bringing in scientists, bringing in the sci-fi community. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, she's certain that David Attenborough is going to watch, but I, I'm not sure about that because this I don't even know who he is. Say. Yeah, why does everyone revere it so much? Is it that good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Davina says she was there, it happened, and that's about this. She didn't really enjoy herself, which is unfortunate because you could tell in some of the stronger performances how much fun they were having. But she does uh, take a risk and make some uh, razzes at Posh Spice with Jerry Hallowell right there. And I I applaud her for that, uh, Hutzpah. And her other Jerry was not picking up those fucking jokes, though. No, but at least Davina went there. You know, not all comedy has to land for it to like. Comedy is right because there's a seed of truth, and guess what? That's why Posh didn't do it. If you ever want to see a visual representation of the word nooch, you can refer to this episode where Jerry Hallowell's uh, response to uh, Davina reading Bob Spice. It's that thing where you smile, but the eyes go blank behind it, and then go... Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but good for Davina. Brass ones on that bitch. I like her. Um, Crystal is scared, and she said she over-prepared, and that's not how improv comedy really works. <laughs> and she's right. I Like, going in the corner and practicing for a Snatch Game, that's not... <sighs> It's not how you're going to win. And and, no. that, and that was practiced. Like, why didn't you practice making your voice higher? Or like a southern accent? <laughs> it might have been like she thought in her mind that she sounded just like her. Maybe. Which, is, which sometimes works for impressions, but this was not one of those cases. Well, the Vivian... It wasn't southern. It wasn't a woman. Mm-mm. It wasn't a malefluous southern bale from Atlanta. Not one mention of Big Daddy. Not even one. Not even a single mention. <laughs> I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, drop dead. <laughs> um, the Vivian is actually doing an impression of I am Groot. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what this is. I will uh I will second the judge's response and <laughs> I I thought that her uh her characterization was really really studied and really brilliant and really funny and I usually don't like impersonations of uh that the president because i think it just gives him oxygen but something about it being someone from a different country and sort of an outsider some, something about that just made it really really gratifying and really uh a plus i'm getting all of my political news basically from snl watching it every week and like <laughs> 
No, but you figure out like what the general consensus is and stuff. And then you go look up what they're joking about so you can understand it. And the last episode with Chance the Rapper, it was one of the best cold opens I've ever seen. Maya Rudolph was in it. Um, Alec Baldwin was in it. Uh, I feel like David Spade was there. Like so many guest people. And it was fucking great. Chance the Rapper was the best host I've ever seen. Look him up. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Was it the debate? Yeah, opening or they did something or they no they did something with Alec Baldwin standing in front of like a whole crowd of people and like they were like this trained like army of chimps behind him just replying and then they said the wrong thing and then they were like sorry no and it, it was really 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 funny I loved it I'll have to look it up yeah um can you talk about how these photos um none of them are wearing bottoms like some of them are, but like bag is literally just in shorts, <laughs> and they couldn't these? crop it. Wow! No, there, what? This is the World of Wonder Instagram. Oh. I just saw that is so funny because they all take uh, they all take pictures of their head to toe looks for Snatch Game, and it's very funny because a lot of them aren't wearing bottoms. How fierce! Look, That's funny. Look at this. Shorts. Bag of Chips is wearing gym shorts. And that makes the character even funnier. <laughs> A plus. A plus. A plus. Much better. The lady is for turning. <laughs> um, this lip sync song, I, I have to wonder why they keep saying the Spice Gettles. Do you want to know why? I'd love to. Drop the intel. This is a thing that someone, and I can't remember which dialect it is, and I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm not even going to guess. But one of the dialects over in the UK, someone was trying to teach me how to say a phrase in their dialect, and they were like, okay, here's how you do it. You say space ghettos. And by saying that in our American accent, that actually is how you say Spice Girls in a certain dialect. You think Wales? Oh, like Welsh. I want to say, like, I don't know. I, 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 know, I have no fucking idea. But Got it. It's, uh, it's one of the distinctive accents. Hmm. Maybe it's like the and, North one that you can't understand that much. Yes. Like Liverpool or something. Right. And uh, so they say this joke a lot and it's funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Now, this lip sync song is, uh, I mean, the AAA girls have done this song a couple times and it's hard work for three doing this, the work of five. But to do one girl as five girls, they got to hit every line. This is a lot. I thought it was a fine lip sync. I wish they would just... For I wish for the UK they would just uh, do... The time has come for you to sing live for your life. Because I think they're all like live singers over there. And it would be... I, I don't know. It was just sort of like oh, it was, a, it was a lip sync. It happened. Like, they both did a good job. Yeah, I didn't know who it was going to... Uh who it was gonna go to but crystal eventually won i do like that she gave levels and spent the first half of the song on the floor humping floor it, work which i don't i i always love a little floor work you never know where you're gonna find the coins 
she impregnated the drag race floor. For sure. Which I don't think many people would mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. um i love that jerry got to come back after rue said if loving you is wong i don't want to be white um and then jerry comes back just to pop in and say uh i what she says you have so much joy and i'm next time i'm gonna write on my resume under special skills joy i'm a joy giver I, i give joy can i get a a booking on my joy alone (laughs) <laughs> you do give joy, and I think you do get bookings on your joy. Actually, mm. I think that's a fair assessment. Thank you. You're you have some joy bookings too, possibly in the future. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the snatch game in general? Do you think this was one of the better ones that you've ever seen? A, a it was one of the smaller ones. There were only seven girls left, and usually they just snatch when there's nine. Yes, and I think that worked. I think it was great. I think this was one of the strongest snatch games across the board because no one really, I mean, no, no one, one was offensive. Right. There were some no that were just one was good. So bad. Yeah. That it was just like humiliating. And usually there's at least one of them. Like something wasn't great, but she wasn't terrible. Like it was serviceable at least. Yes. It was serviceable. And everyone did a really great job. I think this was one of the strongest snatch games ever. And I think that US drag race better, you know, watch out because snatch game, I think the UK is really, that's really their strong suit. Honestly. And this, this shows. Yeah, UK UK queens are always comedians. They always have that in their wheelhouse and it really showed this week on Snatch Game. So, salute to all you men. Deep salute yeah. to the ladies of the UK drag race. Can I pose a question though? Yeah. Yes. Is it better for the TV show to be a mess so that the viewers get to be like that queen bombed you know Latrice gets her um how unprofessional quote you know what I mean it makes for better story for the show or is it better for the show if all the queens really knock it out of the park I mean my answer to you (laughs) is I think it's better if everybody's better I think it's I don't I don't need to see anybody do a fucking piss poor, terrible job. It everyone was funny, and that makes the better show. Yeah, by now I feel like they've gotten everybody rid of that they've stunt casted, and now it's like good core queens that are like pretty much well rounded. Mm. So I'm, yeah. I'm watching good queens be good queens, and I'm happy with this point of the show for sure. Yeah. And I hope you all are happy with Race Chaser this week because we promise to provide you with award-winning content on Wednesdays and Fridays and whenever we're not sleeping in our Helix mattresses. That's right. And listen up, Race Chasers. If you are in the UK and Ireland, don't wait to get your tickets for our live shows in November coming very soon. You can visit holytea.net or dragged up.net. November 22nd in Glasgow, the 25th in London, November 26th in Manchester, and November 27th Ooh. in Dublin. I'm Willem. <laughs> and I'm Alaska. And you can rate our podcast and comment about how pleasing to the ears it is and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode Wednesdays and Fridays, honey. 
We also have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. You can sign up to be a patron and support us and search using the hashtag race chaser. And you can watch our videos a la carte. Watch us read some comments. Mm -hmm. My favorite one is um, someone left us three stars and, uh, and I get really mad because I'm like, and I call them Captain Fuckface. Your side eye is significant in that. Deep. Significant. Uh, you can follow our Instagram too, at Willem, at the only Alaska 5000. And our Race Chaser podcast is at Race Chaser Pod. And don't forget to use the hashtag Race Chaser when you post, please. That's right. And we always love hearing from you. So send us a DM or email us at racechaserpod at gmail.com. Bye. And until next time, uh, we'll find out what's the crack and we'll find out that the lady is. is <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. Race Chaser. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever. Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem is a forever dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck, available on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>